0: Hare Krishna, my dear devotees. Welcome back to the daily readings of Śrīla Prabhupāda's books. Right here in the live studios in the Haven, which is located in Hive, Kent, Southeast England, just a stone's throw from the English Channel. We're blessed with uh, auspicious guests, uh, Dravidaraj from Latvia, and uh, Nandi Kumar and his better half, Gori Kopika, David Nasi, from Brazil, but through Switzerland. They're staying in Switzerland now. Very good. We're happy to have you. Glad that you're here. We hope everything, everyone out there in cyberspace is well and safe and as happy as can be in these troubled times. And we aim to improve it even more that happiness by reading the Srimad Bhagavatam out loud in the company of like minded devotees. That is the way of purifying our own hearts and purifying the ether and eventually purifying the whole world. And that was Srila Prabhupada's idea. That was his mission. Okay. Srimad Bhagavata Stotram by Srila by Sanatan Goswami, uh, glorifies and describes the Srimad Bhagavatam. It goes like this <clears throat> Sarva Shastra Sarva Vedaika Satpala, Sarva Siddhanta Ratnaja, Sarva Lokaika prada O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures, singular fruit of all the Vedas rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds Sarva Bhagavata Prana Srimad Bhagavata Prabho Kali Dvanduti Thaditya Sri Krishna Parivartita O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees O Master Srimad Bhagavata you are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda pataya Prema Varshakshadayate Sarvada Sarva Sri Krishnaya Namostume. I bow down to you who were supremely blissful to read. You, every syllable pours down a flood of Prema. You can always be served by everyone, you are Sri Krishna Himself. mādika bāṇḍo mād-saṅgīn mād-guḍo mād-mahādana māṇnistādaka mād-bhāgya mād-anandana mustute. My only friend, my constant companion, <clears throat> my spiritual master, my great wealth, my saviour, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. <laughs> Asadu, sadhuta dayin <clears throat> Asadu, sadhuta dayin <clears throat> Atini chuchit akhada Hanamunca gadhacin mam Prem narit kanta jokspurah O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudhivaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudhivaya Om Namo Bhagavate vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudhivaya Om Namo Bhagavate vasudivaya. So, we've reached the tenth chapter of Canto 4, Dhruva Maharaj's Fight with the Yakshas. <clears throat> Starting with te- Text 1. The great sage Maitreya said, My dear Vidura, thereafter Dhruva Maharaj married the daughter of Prajapati Shishumar, whose name was Brahmi and two sons, named Kalpa and Vatsara, were born of her. Purport It appears that Dhruva Maharaj married after being installed on the throne of his father and after the departure of his father to the forest for self-realization. It is very important to note Chapter 9, Chapter 9 no, we finished chapter nine. Oh. Remember, there were three more verses.
1: Yeah, but I have a bookmark too on 491 in the
0: book. Really? Oh, well, we'll check just here. We have a fact checker in yes. the in the audience. His name is his name is Abid Das Pramitari.
1: The last reading we did on Saturday was 4862.
0: Really? Okay, thank you very much. I thought there was a lot of things missing. Thank you very much. I've got four nine sixty
1: seven.
0: We've been reading chapter
1: nine.
0: Uh huh. So I think, for a change, my fact checker for the first time.
1: Somebody else commented.
0: Somebody else commented. Chapter nine. Chapter nine. Well, let me check. Just let me check real quick. Yes, you're right. Absolutely right. Okay. Srimad Bhagavatam. Chapter 9. Canto 4. Returns home, chapter one. That means the last we read was eighty-two.
1: You
0: remember the last time we read you, you said there were two more, three more verses and we finished? And that ended up in eighty-two? Yeah, okay, good. Text one. The great sage Maitreya told Vidura when the demigods were thus reassured by the personality of Godhead, they were freed from all fears. And after offering their obeisances, they returned to their heavenly planets Then the Lord was is non-different from Sahasrashirsha from the Sahasrashirsha incarnation got in the back of Garuda who carried him to the Madhuvan forest to see Dhruva So are you sure we're not in chapter 62 of text 8? We we finished chapter Uh, chapter 8. We finished finished it, okay. Purport. The word Sahasra-Shirsa refers to the personality of Godhead known as gamarada Vishnu. Although the Lord appeared as Chirudakashai Vishnu, He has been described here as Sahasra-Shirsa-Vishnu because He is non-different from Garbha Dukashai Vishnu. According to Srila Sanatana Goswami in his Bhagavatamrita, the Sahasrishirisha personality of Godhead who appeared at that time was the incarnation known as Prishni Garbha. He created the planet known as Dhruvaloka for the habitation of Dhruva Maharaj. Text 2. The form of the Lord, which was brilliant like lightning and in which Dhruva Maharaj in his mature yogic process was fully absorbed in meditation, all of a sudden disappeared. Thus, Dhruva was perturbed and his meditation broke. But as soon as he opened his eyes, he saw the Supreme Personality of Godhead personally present just as he had been seeing the Lord in his heart Purport Because of his mature position in yogic meditation Dhruva Maharaj was constantly observing the form of the Personality of Godhead within his heart but all of a sudden when the Supreme Personality of Godhead disappeared from his heart he thought that he had lost him Dhruva Maharaj was perturbed but upon opening his eyes and breaking his meditation he saw the same Lord, the same form of the Lord before him in the Brahma Sangita 538 it is said Premanjana Chudita Bhakti Vilo A saintly person who has developed love of Godhead by devotional service always sees the Lord's transcendental form of Shamasunder. This Shamasunder form of the Lord within the heart of a devotee is not imaginary. When a devotee becomes mature in his prosecution of devotional service, he sees face to face the same Shamasundar he had thought of during the entire course of his devotional service. Since the Supreme Lord is Absolute, the form within the heart of a devotee, the form in the temple, and the original form of Vaikuntha, Vrindabhindam, are all the same. They are non-different from one another. Text 3 When Dhruva Maharaj saw his Lord just in front of him, he was greatly agitated and offered him obeisances and respect he fell flat before him like a rod and became absorbed in love of Godhead. Dhruva Maharaj, in ecstasy, looked upon the Lord as if he were drinking the Lord with his eyes, kissing the lotus feet of the Lord with his mouth and embracing the Lord with his arms. Purport Naturally, when Dhruva Maharaj personally Saw the Supreme Personality of Godhead face to face, he was very much agitated in awe and respect. And it appeared as if he were drinking the entire body of the Lord with his eyes. The devotee's love for the Supreme Personality of Godhead is so intense that he wants to kiss the lotus feet of the Lord constantly, and he wants to touch the tips of the toes of the lotus of the the Lord and constantly embraced his lotus feet. All these features of Dhruva Maharaj's bodily expression indicate that upon seeing the Lord face to face, he developed the eight kinds of transcendental ecstasy in his body. Text 4 Although Dhruva Maharaj was a small boy. He wanted to offer prayers to the Supreme Personality of Godhead in suitable language. But because he was inexperienced, he could not adjust himself immediately. The Supreme Personality of Godhead, situated in everyone's heart, could understand Dhruva Maharaja's awkward position. Out of his causeless mercy, he touched his conch shell to the forehead of Dhruva Maharaj, who stood before him with folded hands. PURPORT Every devotee wants to chant the transcendental qualities of the Lord. Devotees are always interested in hearing about the Lord's transcendental qualities and they are always eager to glorify these qualities. But sometimes they feel inconvenienced by humbleness. The Personality of Godhead being situated in everyone's heart specifically gives a devotee intelligence to describe Him. It is therefore understood that when a devotee writes or speaks about the Supreme Personality of Godhead, his words are dictated by the Lord from within. This is confirmed in Bhagavad-gītā chapter. To those who constantly engage in the transcendental loving service of the Lord, the Lord from within dictates what to do next in order to serve Him. When Dhruva Maharaj felt hesitant, not knowing how to describe the Lord for want of sufficient experience, the Lord out of His causeless mercy touched His conch shell to Dhruva's forehead and he was transcendentally inspired. This transcendental inspiration is called Brahmamaya, because when one is thus inspired, the sound he produces exactly corresponds to the sound vibration of the Vedas. This is not the ordinary sound vibration of this material world. Therefore, the sound vibration of the Hare Krishna mantra, although presented in the ordinary alphabet should not be taken as mundane or material. Text 5 At that time, Dhruva Maharaj became perfectly aware of the Vedic conclusion and understood the absolute truth and his relationship with all living entities. In accordance with the line of devotional service to the Supreme Lord, whose fame is widespread, Dhruva, who in the future would receive a planet which would never be annihilated, even during the time of disillusion, offered his deliberate and conclusive prayers. Purport There are many important items to be considered in this verse. First of all, the relationship between the absolute truth and the relative material and spiritual energies is here understood by a student who has complete knowledge of the Vedic literature. Dhruva Maharaj never went to any school or academic teacher to learn the Vedic conclusion. But because of his devotional service to the Lord, as soon as the Lord appeared and touched his forehead with his conch shell, automatically the entire Vedic conclusion was revealed to him. That is the process of understanding the Vedic literature. One cannot understand it simply by academic learning. The Vedas indicate that only to one who has unflinching faith in the spirit in the Supreme Lord as well as in the spiritual master is the Vedic conclusion revealed. The example of Dhruva Maharaj is that he engaged himself in devotional service to the Lord according to the order of his spiritual master, Nardamuni, As a result of his rendering such devotional service with great determination and austerity, the Personality of Godhead personally manifested himself before him. Dhruva was only a child. He wanted to offer nice prayers to the Lord. But because he lacked sufficient knowledge, he hesitated. But by the mercy of the Lord, as soon as the Lord's conch shell touched his forehead, he became completely aware of the Vedic conclusion. That conclusion is based on proper understanding of the difference between jiva and paramatma, the individual soul and the Supersoul. The individual soul is forever a servant of the Supersoul and therefore his relationship with the Supersoul is to offer service. That is called Bhakti Yoga or Bhakti Bhava. Dhruva Maharaj offered his prayers to the Lord, not in the way of the impersonalist philosophers, but as a devotee. Therefore it is clearly said here, Bhakti Bhava. The only prayers worth offering are those offered to the Supreme Personality of Godhead whose reputation is spread far and wide. Dhruva Maharaj wanted to have the kingdom of, of his father, but his father refused even to allow him to get on his lap. In order to fulfill his desire, the Lord had already created a planet known as the pole star, Dhruvaloka, which was never to be annihilated even at the time of the dissolution of the universe. Maharaj attained this perfection not by acting hastily, but by patiently executing the order of his spiritual master. And therefore he became so successful that he saw the Lord face to face. Now he was further enabled by the causeless mercy of the Lord to offer fitting prayers to the Lord, to glorify or or offer prayers unto the Supreme, one needs the Lord's mercy. One cannot write to glorify the Lord unless one is endowed with His causeless mercy. Text 6 <clears throat> Dhruva Maharaj said My dear Lord, You are all-powerful After entering within me, you have enlivened all my sleeping senses, my hands, legs, ears, touch, sensation, life force, and especially my power of speech. Let let me offer my respectful obeisances unto you. Purport Dhruva Maharaj could understand very easily the difference between his condition before and after attaining spiritual realization and seeing the Supreme Personality of Godhead face to face. He could understand that his life force and activities had been sleeping. Unless one comes to the spiritual platform his bodily limbs, mind and other facilities within the body are understood to be sleeping. Unless one is spiritually situated All his activities are taken as a dead man's activities or ghostly activities. Srila Thakur has composed, composed a song in which he addresses himself, O living entity, get up. How long shall you sleep on the lap of maya? Now you have the opportunity of possessing a human form of body. Now try to get up and realize yourself. The Vedas also declare, get up, get up. You have the opportunity, the boon of the human form of life. Now realize yourself. These are the Vedic injunctions. Dhruva Maharaj actually experienced that upon enlightenment of his senses on the spiritual platform, he could understand the essence of of Vedic construction, that the Supreme Godhead is the Supreme Person. He is not impersonal. Dhruva Maharaj could immediately understand this fact. He was aware that for a very long time he was practically sleeping, and he felt the impetus to glorify the Lord according to the Vedic conclusion. A mundane person cannot offer any prayer or glorified the Supreme Personality of Godhead because he has no realization of the Vedic conclusion. When Dhruva Maharaj, therefore, found this difference within himself, he could immediately understand that it was because of the causeless mercy of the Lord. He offered obeisances to the Lord with great respect and reverence, completely understanding that the Lord's favor was upon him. This spiritual enlivenment of Dhruva Maharaja's senses and mind was due to the action of the internal potency of the Lord. In this verse, therefore, the word "swadamna" means by spiritual energy. Spiritual enlightenment is possible by the mercy of the spiritual energy of the Lord the chanting of the Hare Krishna mantra is first addressed to the spiritual energy of the Lord, Hare. This spiritual energy acts when a living entity fully surrenders and accepts his position as an eternal servitor. When a person places himself at the disposal or order of the Supreme Lord, that is called Sevan Mukha. At that time the spiritual energy gradually reveals the Lord to him. Without revelation by the spiritual energy one is unable to offer prayers glorifying the Lord. Any amount of philosophical speculation or poetic expression by mundane persons is still considered to be the action and reaction of the material energy. When one is actually enlivened By the spiritual energy, all his senses become purified and he engages only in the service of the Lord. At that time, his hands, legs, ears, tongue, mind, genitals, everything engage in the service of the Lord. Such an enlightened devotee no longer has any material activities, nor has he any interest in being materially engaged. This process of purifying the senses and engaging them in the service of the Lord is known as bhakti, or devotional service. In the beginning, the senses are engaged by the direction of the spiritual master and shastra, and after realization, when the same senses are purified, the engagement continues. The difference is that in the beginning, the senses are engaged in a mechanical way, but after realization... They are engaged in spiritual understanding. Śrīla Prabhupād ki jāi. Text 7 My Lord, You are the Supreme One, but by Your different energies You appear differently in the spiritual and material worlds. You create the total energy of the material world by Your external potency And after creation, you enter within the material world as the Supersoul. You are the Supreme Person, and through the temporary modes of material nature, you create varieties of manifestation, just as fire entering into wood of different shapes burns brilliantly in different varieties. Purport Dhruva Maharaj realized that the Supreme Absolute Truth, the Personality of Godhead, acts through His different energies, not that He becomes void or impersonal and thus becomes all-pervading. The Mayavadi philosopher thinks that the Absolute Truth, being spread throughout the cosmic manifestation, has no personal form. But here, Dhruva Maharaj, upon realization of the Vedic conclusion says, you are spread all over the cosmic manifestation by your energy. This energy is basically spiritual, but because it acts in the material world temporarily, it is called maya or illusory energy. In other words, for everyone but the devotees, the Lord's energy acts as external energy. Hmm. Dhruva Maharaj could understand this fact very nicely, and he could understand also that the energy and the energetic are one and the same. The energy cannot be separated from the energetic. The identity of the Supreme Personality of Godhead in in the feature of Paramatma or Super Soul is admitted herein. His original spiritual energy enlivens the material energy and thus the dead body appears to have life force. Voidist philosophers think that under certain material conditions the symptoms of life occur in the material body. But the fact is that the material body cannot act on its own. Even a machine needs separate energy electricity, steam and so on. It is stated in this verse that the material energy acts in varieties of material bodies just as fire burns differently in different wood according to the size and quality of the wood. In the case of devotees the same energy is transformed into spiritual energy. This is possible because the energy is originally spiritual not material. As it is said Vishnu Shakti Para Prokta. The original energy inspires a devotee, and thus he engages all his bodily limbs in the service of the Lord. The same energy as external potency engages the ordinary non devotees in material activities for sense enjoyment. We should mark the difference between Maya and Swadamna, the Lord's spiritual energy. For devotees, the Swadhamna acts, whereas in the case of non-devotees, the maya energy acts. Text O oh, my Master, Lord Brahma is fully surrendered unto you. In the beginning you gave him knowledge, and thus he could see and understand the entire universe. Just as a person awakens from sleep and visualizes his immediate duties. You are the only shelter of all persons who desire liberation and you are the friend of all who are distressed. How, therefore, can a learned person who has perfect knowledge ever forget you? Purport The Supreme Personality of Godhead cannot be forgotten even for a moment by his surrendered devotees. The devotee understands that the Lord's causeless mercy is beyond his estimation. He cannot know how much he is benefited, how much he is benefited by the grace of the Lord. The more a devotee engages himself in the devotional service of the Lord, the more encouragement is supplied by the energy of the Lord. In the Bhagavad Gita, the Lord says, that to those who are constantly engaged in devotional service with love and affection, the Supreme Personality of Godhead gives intelligence from within, and thus they may make further progress. Being so encouraged, the devotee can never forget, at any moment, the Personality of Godhead. He always feels obliged to Him for having achieved increased power in devotional service by His grace saintly persons like Sanaka Sanatana and Lord Brahma were able to see the universe the entire universe by the mercy of the Lord through knowledge of the Lord the example is given that a person may apparently abstain from sleep all day but as long as he is not spiritually enlightened he is actually sleeping He may sleep at night and perform his duties in the daytime, but as long as he does not come to the platform of working in spiritual enlightenment, he is considered to be always sleeping. A devotee, therefore, never forgets the benefit derived from the Lord. The Lord is addressed here as Bandhu, which means friend of the distressed. As stated in Bhagavad Gita, After many, many births of executing severe austerities in search of knowledge, one comes to the point of real knowledge and becomes wise when one surrenders unto the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The mayavadi philosopher who does not surrender unto the Supreme Person is understood to be lacking in real knowledge. The devotee in perfect knowledge cannot forget his obligation to the Lord at any moment. Text 9 Persons who worship you simply for sense gratification of this bag of skin are certainly influenced by your illusory energy. In spite of having you who are like a desire tree and are the cause of liberation from birth and death. Foolish persons, such as me, desire benedictions from you for sense gratification, which is available even for those who live in hellish conditions. Purport Dhruva Maharaj repented because he had come to the Lord to render devotional service for material profit. Here he condemns his attitude Only due to gross lack of knowledge does one worship the Lord for material profit or for sense gratification. The Lord is like a desire tree. Anyone can have whatever he desires from the Lord, but people in general do not know what kind of benediction they should ask from Him. Happiness derived from the touch of skin or sensuous happiness is present in the life of hogs and dogs such happiness is very insignificant if a devotee worships the Lord for such insignificant happiness he must be considered devoid of all knowledge text 10 my Lord the transcendental bliss derived from meditating upon your lotus feet or hearing about your glories from pure devotees is so unlimited that it is far beyond the stage of brahmananda wherein one thinks himself merged into the impersonal brahman as one with the supreme since brahmananda is also defeated by the transcendental bliss derived from devotional service then what to speak of the temporary blissfulness of elevating oneself to the heavenly planets which is ended by the separating sword of time Although one may be elevated to the heavenly planets he falls down in due course of time PURPORT The transcendental bliss derived from devotional service primarily from Shravanam kirtanam Hearing and chanting cannot be compared to the happiness derived by karmis by elevating themselves to the heavenly planets or by jnanis or yogis who enjoy oneness with the supreme, impersonal Brahman. Yogis generally meditate upon the transcendental form of Vishnu but devotees not only meditate upon Him but actually engage in the direct service of the Lord. In the previous verse we find the phrase bhavapyaya, which refers to birth and death. The Lord can give relief from the chain of birth and death. It is is a misunderstanding to think, as do the monists, that when one gets relief from the process of birth and death, he merges into the Supreme Brahman. Here it is clearly said that the transcendental bliss derived from Shavanam Kirtanam by pure devotees cannot be compared to Brahmananda, or the impersonal conception of transcendental bliss derived by merging into the Absolute. The position of karmis is still more degraded. Their aim is to elevate themselves to the higher planetary systems. It is said, yanti deva vrtad devan, persons who worship the demigods are elevated to the heavenly planets. Bhagavad Gita 9.25. But elsewhere in Bhagavad Gita 9.21, we find, Chine, Punye, Marcha, Lokam, Bishanti. Those who were elevated to the higher planetary systems must come down again as soon as the results of their pious activities are exhausted. They are like the modern astronauts who go to the moon as soon as their fuel is used up and they are obliged to come back down to this earth. As the modern astronauts who go to the moon or other heavenly planets by force of jet propulsion have to come down again after exhausting their fuel, so also do those who are elevated to the heavenly planets by force of yajnas and pious activities Antakasi lulitat. By the sort of time, one is cut from his exalted position within this material world and he comes down again. Dhruva Maharaj appreciated that the results of devotional service are far more valuable than merging into the Absolute or being elevated to the heavenly planets. The words patatang vimānat are very significant. Vimana means airplane. Those who are elevated to the heavenly planets are like airplanes which drop when they run out of fuel. Srila Prabhupada ki jai. Hare Krishna. Okay, it's 8.05, believe it or not. Yes, no time in the spiritual world. So we'll stop here our reading and start tomorrow night at text 11. And we'll humbly and eagerly wait for the reflections of the assembled Vaishnavas. Hare Krishna.
1: from Gopakanya Devi Dasi
0: Gopakanya Devi Dasi
1: Hare Krishna Hare Krishna dear Maharaj and all assembled sages Oh, glories to Sri Srila Prabhupada and Srimad Bhagavatam
0: Jai Srimad Bhagavatam ki
1: Jai Blessed to be in your daily reading circle dear Maharaj mm. Jai Ho Sudevi Dasi says Hare Krishna and Sudevi
0: Dasi to you Hare Krishna back to you Hare Krishna we skipped our reading last night Hare Krishna Hare Krishna Maybe everyone is mourning for the Queen Nanda Kumar is going to say something
2: Hare Krishna, dear devotees thank you for this opportunity to participate in this wonderful um, assembly and hearing Srimad Bhagavatam. I was uh, struggling a little bit in the beginning to I'm very excited to be here next to Maharaj so I was either too focused in or too zoomed out But by the, some portion I kind of found this angle which helped me, that um, here is Dhruva Maharaj in front of the Lord, Mm. and uh, he's speaking these prayers, being touched by the khanchal. And then there's Srila Prabhupada, who is most likely one o'clock in the morning somewhere, um giving these wonderful purports what what drew Maharaj to, to give a deeper insight in what he means drew mm. Maharaj so mm. I found that uh, helpful for me and uh, I'm actually looking forward for tomorrow to join these uh, two great personalities in the assembly of other uh, devotees Hare Krishna,
0: here. thank you very much we will welcome you back. This
1: is from Dravidaraj. And
0: from Ju- Dravidaraj Prabhu.
1: Could you please explain more on how the external energy works for non devotees and the sp- and spiritual energy works for devotees? How applicable is it for us because this world is meant to be a manifestation external energy
0: the world is an exhibition of the material energy but if you remember in the purport maybe that same purport is described that ultimately all energy comes from krishna so ultimately the en- this material energy is also spiritual but it is being manipulated by the lord through his will to act as if it is inert so by that energy, uh, the, the external energy, those souls who want to try to live uh, separate from Krishna uh, have, have a place to play. Just like a child who's given a, a little playpen by the mother, toddler, little baby, and if you give him a big enough one, then he's happy because he can move around. He, get, he has a feeling that he's free. But he, only can, he can only go a few f- feet or a few yards or f- whatever. Uh, so like that, this material world is uh, a playpen for the naughty conditioned souls to play in. And the difference was also described clearly. Uh, The difference is that under the influence of the material energy, the soul becomes bewildered and thinks that he is material and he works and aspires for sense gratification. That's the difference between love and lust. In love, we're acting for the pleasure of the senses of Krishna and in sense gratification we are acting uh, for the pleasure of our own senses so Dhruva Maharaj is saying that by the influence by your influence uh, only uh, it wasn't his austerities that made him able to speak it was the mercy of the Lord it was the touch of his conch which is purely spiritual by the way the conch of the Lord is not different from the Lord So, when he was touched by that spiritual energy and reciprocated uh, with by the Lord Himself, then he can understand. And that's the influence of the spiritual energy. You can't even even understand these books. And that's why Prabhupada emphasized the the hearing and chanting. You notice all through Prabhupada's books, he emphasizes Shravanam Kirtanam, the hearing and chanting of these books that are transcendental sound, in the association of other devotees, uh, this gives us spiritual inspiration or spiritual understanding. But the persons who are under the influence of the material energy, they can't understand. I remember when I was distributing books in the airports in America, back in the 70s. This was a long time ago. And I would sometimes use the technique um Prabhu and I developed this te- technique together actually we would go up to a person and we would read them we would say to them first you know, you look like a real a spiritual person I, I'd like to you know, I'd like you to hear something that's transcendental, completely spiritual yeah, okay so we would read it to them and some of them would say do you have something in English? They couldn't understand a word. It was like it was a foreign language to them. And the next person you do the same exact thing. It was just, I've been looking for this my whole life. Well, not everybody would say that, but from time to time somebody would say that. And then they would be so eager to give and so eager to read the book. So this is the influence of the uh, spiritual energy. It allows us to understand Krishna. And if you hear these books sincerely, with honesty, and enthusiasm, then you will understand, according to your capacity, the absolute truth. And that's a very rare thing. Of all the people in the world, how many are there now? Seven billion? Seven point something? Between seven and eight billion? how many are actually understanding this book and therefore trying to please Krishna all the time very few but Lord Caitanya's mercy is unlimited he can, he can give this understanding to anyone just as Vishnu gave this young five-year-old boy you know, by the, by the touch of his conch shell he can express these wonderful prayers Yes, please, Nandakumar.
2: There, this idea of when we are influenced by this spiritual energy, uh, then we understand, and let's say, as a devotees, we step on this path of trying to please the Lord. But <coughs> is it uh, is it like inst Instantaneous? is it forever is it uh, on a basis of a moment is it um,
0: it's is- up to the will of the Lord all those, all those possibilities are true in this case it was momentary but it wasn't momentary just because of the touch of the conch shell Dhruva Maharaj did austerities that we cannot even imagine. At the end of his austerities, he was breathing air every two weeks or something like that. That's how he was maintaining his body and soul together. So that was a tremendous purifying. His body was purified. But But we don't get that ability because spiritual energy is spiritual and therefore personal it's the personal reciprocation of the Lord from within the heart and then He came out from within the heart and stood outside of Him and then He was able to so that's one way the other way is the way that Lord Chaitanya gave us is to chant the holy name of the Lord without offense if you chant one name without offense from that time on Krishna will take care of you And the things that happen to you that appear to be sinful reactions are no longer karmic reactions. They're medicine being delivered by the Lord Himself to wake us up. And so therefore it may appear to be like a sinful reaction, but it's not. It's the Lord taking care of us personally. So all those things that you said are true. Shami said that if you actually fully accept the concept of achintya, meaning that the Lord is actually unlimited and inconceivable and can do anything if you have that faith that depth of faith then you can get it immediately by hearing the hearing process this hearing and chanting now still you can forget again can forget it again but Krishna will wait until you're actually prepared until he gives you the full thing that's the reciprocation between the Lord and, and, the, and the soul and when that level comes then it doesn't go away and even before that even before that one, when one makes spiritual advancement even though he may not, not make complete spiritual advancement something sticks Something remains. Just like when we we first came in contact with devotional service. Remember? Yeah. I touched these two books of Prabhupada and I got something immediately. And even though it hasn't been like that all the time, it's up and down, and I'm sometimes forgetful, sometimes not, but there's something that stayed there this, this unabiding un, faith, they call it. Abiding means it's there. It doesn't go away. So it's- That's the reciprocation, personal reciprocation of Krishna within. So it's
2: not just on, off. There's many possibilities. Many
0: possibilities. Many possibilities. But everybody has a story to tell who's actually come out of the material world and and taken initiation from the Parampara. Everyone has a story to tell.
2: I was was reminded how I received the first book of Śrīla Prabhupāda was Easy Journey to Other Planets. And it was given to me by a friend and uh I was that's probably one of the first contacts. Maybe I took a plate of Prasadam. That's that's about it. And when I tried to read it I just I just couldn't understand it. It just okay. like I understood it's something good and something very advanced, but I just could not. And I actually <laughs> put it down for later. And instead, I tried to read about chakras and learn the name of chakras. And then after I took some prasadam, followed some diet, vegetarian diet, and uh, I think there was yeah a lot of prasadam <laughs> in my case. Then, then when I start reading again, it opened up.
0: I have an interesting story. Uh, I, I think one of the first books I read was Baba Ramdas. Be Here Now. So many devotees have read that book in the beginning. And, uh, again, I was, same as you, I wasn't understanding very much, but uh, but I could understand something. I could understand something. There was something running through all these books that I'd collected that were similar, and I was trying to work it out. And, uh, At the end of that book, there was a recipe section. He called it a recipe section. And all the different branches of yoga and different things. So they had a bhakti section. I was immediately attracted to that. And there was a mantra, different mantras. But one of the mantras was Rama. And I thought, now that I can handle. That I can do. (laughs) So I started chanting Rama constantly. And I went all the way to Europe with my friend, and all the way back, busking and doing all kinds of adventures. And then came back, and I said, and then we, we moved, my wife and myself and my childhood friend moved up into a mountain top in California. And we got a nice, very cute little dog, we and we named it Rama. Yeah. <laughs> so we were all just Rama, 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 Rama. And then as soon as I touched Prabhupada's books, I understood but I had no knowledge of what Rama was or who Rama was what it meant or anything and now I know
1: from Subarau.
0: Hare Krishna Subarau.
1: Hare Krishna Maharaj. Please accept my humble obeisances and all glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thank you for your daily readings. Some of the gems are quote, The personality of Godhead being situated in everyone's heart specifically gives a devotee intelligence to describe him. It is therefore understood that when a devotee writes or speaks about the Supreme Personality of Godhead his words are dictated by the Lord from within. End quote. To glorify or offer prayers unto the Supreme, one needs the Lord's mercy. One cannot write to glorify the Lord unless one is endowed with his causeless mercy. Looking at the delineation and the elaborate purports and translations, we could feel his divine grace truly empowered, Acharya, in the modern time to wake the sleeping souls the readings key dry.
0: Hare Krishna Exactly right The sound is like a transcendental alarm clock It's not material sound Just like, you know the, the sun puts fire into the wood We heard that example And then when a piece of wood on fire Comes in touch with that wood The fire comes out of the wood That's actually physically what's happening and uh, it's the same with this process, because the soul, every single soul is a lover of Krishna. everyone is looking for Krishna. And when they come in contact with this transcendental sound, depending on how qualified they are, depending on how purified they are, what they've done previously, or in some cases, just by the mercy of that, super-empowered devotee. Prabhupada was a super-empowered devotee. Lord Chaitanya, of course, was Krishna himself. And he was so empowered that if you just saw him dancing or chanting, you would immediately come to the topmost stage of prema-bhakti. Tears would flow from your eyes and you would fall unconscious in complete ecstasy.
2: Instantaneously. Huh?
0: Instantaneously. Instantaneously. That's Krishna's prerogative he can do anything but the point that Prabhupada made to us was that because that sound that, that Lord Chaitanya gave when it was vibrated by someone who heard it and then another person who heard it the same effect is there it may not be the same as Krishna's or Lord Chaitanya's sound vibration but the quality of the sound is the same the quantity may not be the same quality is the same and therefore it is waking up the world but only those who are what have received that grace from the spiritual master or Krishna can perceive it it's there it's always there but we just can't perceive it sometimes you know, the immature seekers in India especially, they will ask the Guru, okay, can you show me God? And then if, apparently, if you can show them God right now right on the spot, then they'll accept you. And if you can't, they can't. And one time, a person like that asked Prabhupada in a pro- program towards the first part of his preaching, he said, Swamiji, have you seen God? And and immediately Prabhupada replied If I told you I did would you believe me? (laughs) Or another time this reporter tried to trick Prabhupada in New York and he asked Prabhupada So, Swamiji, you are the guru? And he said yes Of course Prabhupada knew right where it was going We were all in the room You know, with him. And he said, So, how many windows are in the Empire State? And then he said, So, you know everything? And Prabhupada said, Yes. And he said, How many windows are in the Empire State Building? And Prabhupada didn't didn't hesitate a second. He said, How many drops of water are there in a mirage? And the whole place laughed. All the people in the room laughed. Prabhupada caught him up. Meaning meaningless question gets meaningless answer. But Prabhupada was so expert, even his meaningless answer was meaningful. From Goranga Gopal? Yes, Goranga
1: Gopal. Hare Krishna Maharaj, thank you for reading tonight. I really appreciated how only by the causeless mercy of the Lord can a devotee find the words to praise him by suitable prayers. Here the mercy of the Lord is represented by Dhruva Maharaj being touched by his conch Part of purport to verse 8 confirms that as well. Quote, the devotee understands that the Lord's causeless mercy is beyond his estimation. He cannot know how much he has benefited by the grace of the Lord the more a devotee engaged himself in the devotional service of the Lord, the more encouragement is supplied by the energy of the Lord.
0: Yes, that's another difference between the material and the spiritual energy. When one comes in contact with the spiritual energy and is receptive, then he feels the influence, spiritual influence, and he wakes up, just like an alarm clock.
1: From Lokanath.
0: From? Lokanath. Lokanath. Hare Krishna.
1: Hare Krishna Maharaj and devotees from Brooklyn, New York.
0: Hare Krishna from Brooklyn. Hare Krishna back to Brooklyn.
1: <laughs> and from Bhakti Nikki.
0: Yes, Bhakti Nikki.
1: Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances and all glories to Sri the Prabhupada.
0: Jai, all glories to his divine grace.
1: So many gems this evening. The surrendered devotee is continuously thankful to Krishna for their knowledge of him, because they know that all knowledge of him comes from his causeless mercy. Sri the Prabhupada reminds me again and again that mental speculation keeps me in the material world. Also sheds light on why humility naturally comes with true knowledge because true knowledge can only come by Krishna's mercy. Thank you so much for tonight. Hare Krishna.
0: Hare Krishna. Thank you for those lovely uh, reflections. Thank you. This is what Prabhupada wanted us to do. Hear and then bring out the gems that he's got in his purports, to look at them, consider them from different angles of vision. This is the process. This is what Shravanam Kirtanam means. Yes. Chintamani miners, not gold miners. Chintamani.
1: And from Kolodvipati.
0: Yes, Kolodvipati.
1: Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thank you for reading tonight. Could you please explain, if there is, the difference between faith and realization, Maharaj?
0: it's the same uh Siddha krishna prema sabuka in the heart of every living being is prema love of krishna and when that love of krishna uh, is filtered through the material energy through our senses and mind then it it is it's watered down or it's it's diminished in in uh, what can, what you, what you can feel and see, uh, and it's called faith, because so what faith is is love of God covered by the material energy. and then we have faith in this, or faith in ourselves or faith in everyone has faith in something or someone, mainly oneself, you know. But when in contact with Krishna in the process of devotional service adho shadha, one has to have that faith in the beginning otherwise even hearing and chanting won't do anything. Like Prabhupada uses the example of a, a baby who can't walk every time he stands up tries to stand up and walk he falls down but he keeps trying and eventually walks. And Prabhupada makes the point that if, unless the ability to walk was, in, was within the body of that child, no amount of practice can give him that ability to walk. So, like that, ado shada, unless the faith is a little awakened, you know, by coming in contact with the spiritual energy uh, somehow or other you know, you hear a kirtan some lifetime and then another time and then another time and another time, it builds up builds up, builds up and then at one point you hear the truth and you can understand something more and that faith turns into aspiration you know, adho, Shada to the sangha, and one wants to associate with the devotees, and by that association, that faith becomes more intense, it grows, or becomes more intense, or more uncovered, I guess you could say, more awakened. And then when it becomes um, awakened to the point where one wants it more then he asks for initiation, he meets the spiritual master. Ask for initiation, and is engaged in devotional service. And by that process of devotional service, anartha nirvritti happens. The unwanted things that are covering the, the soul become gradually purified by the process of training in devotional service. Training really means how to think for oneself in Krishna consciousness. Hare Krishna.
1: This is also from Party. Also I appreciated quote the more a devotee engages himself in the devotional service of the Lord, the more encouragement is supplied by the energy of the Lord. Yes. It's like an upward spiral.
0: Yes. Precisely. Thank you very much for that realization.
1: And from Daitari Hari.
0: Yes, Daitari Hari.
1: Hari Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Thanks for tonight's reading. Really nice point made in the purport to text 5. Quote, Dhruva Maharaj attained this perfection not by acting hastily, but by patiently executing the order of the spiritual master, and therefore he became so successful that he saw the Lord face to face. Unquote. The point seems to be stressed about conscientiously and thoughtfully carrying out the spiritual master's orders with great care, attention, dedication, and consistency. How do we best fix the orders of our spiritual master in our heart instead of following them on and off? I feel personally that sometimes I'm conscious of the spiritual master's instructions but usually I'm oblivious to what I'm doing and how it should be connecting with the desire of my spiritual master I feel I need to get my spiritual life together
0: <laughs> you do that by hearing you do that by association by the process of vani uh, the material energy is very powerful, time is all powerful because it's Krishna and it causes us to forget. That's what time is. It's the energy that causes us to forget. You know, 155 hours ago, what were you doing exactly? We forget. So, so it's so powerful that if if you don't constantly practice and constantly remember, you will forget. This is why Shiva Prabhupada concentrated on the basics and gave the basics for 12 years just hammered them hammered them hammered them into us just like kindergarten or not kindergarten first grade you know learning your arithmetic your numbers you know the integers the relationship between the integers how to add add subtract and all those things and you couldn't go to the next class until you learned it of course when we had brains of that age it was easier to remember <laughs> and as the, as the body gets older it's a little bit more difficult to remember but anyway, that's the process and that has to be very strongly remembered and that comes from eagerness and the eagerness comes from the reciprocation that comes from touching the spiritual energy even if it's just momentary every once in a while it's so strong that it, we can't forget it and we can't leave it we want we want to go there and get the whole thing Being yes Hare Krishna I thank you all for your wonderful reflections tonight they're getting better and better every night it's fresh it's ever fresh when you hear Prabhupada's books, it's mystical. It's mystical, magical. These sounds are... Sometimes Prabhupada would read his own books. Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam ki jāi bhakti vrinda ki jāi hari hari bol. See you tomorrow night, same time, same place, same topic as Dhruva Maharaj shows us how to do it. Hare Krishna.